Yes, run the football, run the ball. Welcome to the Southside Beat, everybody. My name is Chris Halleck. Joining me eventually will be Corey Christen from the Southside. However, he is working. Uh, they were running a little bit behind on the Southside today. So he is still gathering information from the locker room and things like that. So uh, low quality Corey will be... Um, and good morning to you, Steelers girl. Appreciate it. Good afternoon here. Uh, it's 3 o'clock Eastern right now, 2 o'clock Central. Uh, so good morning to you. Um, yeah, so Corey will be here as soon as he can. Low-quality Corey will be coming from the south side. He's going to try to take his time this time to make sure to find the, the sweet spot, turn the antenna just right to make sure that he has the best possible signal um, and, and join us and hopefully be able to stay here the entire time. So in the meantime, until Corey gets here, let's talk some Steelers football. Let's talk the running game because uh, that seemed to be a topic of conversation on the south side from both Matt Canada and uh, from Jalen Warren, uh, to obviously two key pieces of the running game. Obviously, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, um, the guy who calls the plays. <laughs> that's that's a pretty important part, obviously. Um, so he talked about some tweaks, didn't get into any specifics. Jalen was a little bit more specific. I'll, I'll wait for Corey to kind of give those specifics. Um, but pretty much it, it sounds just like it kind of did at the bye week last year that like, Hey, they're going to be, they're going to be trying to, uh, they're, they're going to make adjustments. They're going to be trying to do some different things. Probably they're again, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah, Brett coming in only nine likes. Let's go. Come on, let bring bring those likes, like, subscribe, do everything you can to, to get the show going, man. We appreciate all of your support. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what it sounds like. Obviously, you know, Najee talked yesterday about how he and Mason Cole stayed like an extra day just to watch film together, kind of talk about things that not you know, Najee saying the things that he's seeing, Mason saying the things that he's seeing. And I understand, like Mason Cole, in terms of performance, it's not been great. Um, Monaga Halo Mike saying, "I have a little faith in the run game at this point." And listen, it, it, that's a that's a fair that's a fair feeling. Um, but if I can shed any or give you guys any kind of optimism whatsoever, not a lot of people were feeling really good about the running game at the bye week last year. Like it was bad; they weren't running the football. Um, they just and that was one of the main reasons why the offense couldn't get things going. And then on the other side of the ball, the defense was obviously without TJ Watt. They so they weren't playing as well. Um, so it, that, that's a huge reason why they were two and six. They went to the they went into the bye week. They you know gave themselves a reality check. They you know changed some things. They reviewed you know they looked at things. Okay, we're not doing this well. We are doing this well. So let's do more of this. Let's find ways of to disguise things better and they got better and it was night and day. Uh, they ran the ball very, very well. I think it was like, I don't remember what, like before the buy, it was like 90, like 96 yards a game or 93. I don't remember the exact number, but it was in the nineties per game. And then after the buy, it was 146 yards a game. That's a, that's a huge jump. Um, that, that, that's, so you hope, and you know, Monica Halo Mike says, I hope I'm wrong. Listen, I think everybody hopes that, that you know that 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 the running game gets going because honestly, that's that's what they need to do. And Eric brings up a good point, or I, well, yeah, I'll say good point, but you know, a point that I can kind of direct you somewhere else to. 
says, let's go heavy dose of Jalen and McFarlane. How about it? Uh, before I get to that, just for anybody who's joining right now, Robert's asking, where's Corey? He will be here as soon as he can. Uh, he is still working the south side. They're running a bit behind there. So he's, as far as I know, still in the locker room. Until he shows up here, he, I assume he's working. And then after he gets out of the locker room, he's going to do his very, very best to try to find a, um, just the right corner of the, of the, of the south side facility to try to get the internet working so that he doesn't have to you know, jump off. Uh, so that's where Corey is for anybody who's uh, joining in right now. Um, but to go back to that, you know, uh, point on, on, you know, Jalen and McFarlane, um, that obviously very intentionally leaves out Najee Harris. So I don't want to make assumptions for you, Eric, but I would assume that that probably means that maybe not a fan of Najee or thinks that he thinks that he's underperforming. I've got a, I've got a piece on DKPittsburghSports.com right now. It's the new chalk talk. It's talking about, uh, Robert, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you. Um, I got a piece there where I fully tackle the Najee versus Jalen debate. This whole, you know, like, should Jalen be starting over Najee? Should it be a one-two punch? Um, you know, should Najee stay the lead back? What's the best course of action? And I, I'm not going to, it's like 2,200 words. So I'm not going to spill it all, you know, spell it all out right here. Um, I, I encourage you to go read it to, to go to, to really, really take a really deep dive into it. Cause there's a lot of film there, uh, to, to look at, you know, that each play probably needs to be looked at multiple times. So you can see the different things I'm trying to point out. Um, bottom line through looking at the film and through looking at all the data, it really should be a genuine one, two punch. And that's what it is right now. Najee is not vastly outplaying Jalen Warren. It's like 161 snaps to 137, something along those. I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but it's in that same ballpark. Unless I'm looking at the numbers right in front of my face, it's it's not a, a huge disparity between Najee and Mark. Appreciate it. Go, appreciate it. Um, it's it's not a it's not a huge disparity between those two in terms of playing time. The problem is is that when Najee's on the field, it's pretty much telegraphing we're going to run the football. And when Jalen's on the field, it's pretty much telegraphing. We're going to throw it when Jalen's on the field. Like it's twice as often that they're throwing the ball than whenever they run it. So you're, and it's more. And when Najee's on the field, they run the ball more often than they throw it. Like it's just in terms of snacks or snaps, not snacks. I, I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> Barbara coming in. Thanks. Saying touch the like. Appreciate it guys. Um, so like, it's a, a genuine one-two punch really is the way to go with these guys. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I really do think that when it comes to the running game, um, <laughs> Randy, <laughs> coming in, you guys got, Chris, you're doing a great job of Rumble Quest. Got a picture of bluebirds to hang on your wall. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, my wife is in charge of the decor. Uh, a little inside secret behind the scenes secret. So this little backdrop, Steelers backdrop that I have going, this actually goes up and comes down every single day before the show and then comes back down after the show. I actually shoot this in my dining room. And my dining room is not necessarily the best place to be uh, putting up just one little wall of Steelers memorabilia. So uh, maybe if I ever move into another house, then I will, you know, set up a little man cave area and I could keep that stuff up. But for, for now... 
It is a movable set. I'll put it that way. Uh, it is not one of those fake backdrops that, that you might see like Jeff Passan on ESPN or anybody who's got that behind him. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Steeler Girl asking, uh, is Mark Farland back practicing? Yes, and he was a full participant yesterday. So that's obviously a very, very good sign. So it was Deontay Johnson. Both of those guys not activated yet, but have returned to practice from IR. So technically still on IR, but they're in this 21-day window where the team has to decide, um, yeah, Joe, not a green screen. <laughs> it's not a green screen. I promise. Like that is a, that is a real terrible towel back there. And by the way, pink for October, it'll be another terrible towel, uh, next month. So, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. McFarland's back practicing and during that 21 day window, the team has to decide, okay, activate. And if they get to the end of the window, they don't activate. They stay on IR for the remainder of the season. So obviously a, pretty important time right now. Um, but both Deontay and McFarland returned to practice, both full participants yesterday. Very good sign for both guys, for sure. Um, uh, let's see. Joshua says, Mason Cole needs to be better. Can't run the ball consistently when your center is getting shoved in the backfield. I pointed that out in my Najee versus Jalen thing. That's one. Of, I think it's the first piece of film that I showed. Uh, Mason Cole is a, is a really, really good dude. One of the guys, there was a reason why he won like the award for for cooperation with the media last year. Phenomenal guy in terms of not just being available for us to talk to, but every single conversation I had with him, I learned more. I, I really did. I learned more about uh, about and look who's here. I made it. Look who's here. Back from the dead, baby. Woo! Can you hear me? Okay, Corey in the house now. <laughs> Back from the day. Sorry to interrupt. And you, you. actually sound really good. You sound a lot better than you did yesterday. I'm back in the normal spot. That's why. Like I, I got kicked out yeah. of my normal seat yesterday, and all of a sudden I made it back. Um, I just uh, stood in a locker room for 30 minutes waiting for George Pickens to talk, and guess what happened? <laughs> George Pickens didn't talk. Bingo. So oh, yeah. gets the square. Shocker. Johnny, tell him what he's won. <laughs> well, uh, really quick, I'm just addressing uh, something on uh, like Mason Cole. There's this one other thing, and then I want you to fill us in with all the details from Jalen and, and Matt Canada on the running game today because mm -hmm. uh, that's obviously uh, the top main topic of conversation is what we're doing. So with Mason Cole, let's, listen, he was, he was a guy that was always a really, really big go-to for the media, like just great in terms of being able to talk to and really – had a did a great job of explaining different things that they were doing without obviously giving away, you know, how the sausage is made and things like that. So, but it's got to translate to the field, you know. He's a great leader in the locker room. He's got to be better on the field. Uh, I think you know what 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 him and Najee talking about, you know, you know, picking each other's brains during the bye week. I think that just goes to show the kind of leader he is. But yes, he does absolutely have to be better. All right, Corey. Randy, appreciate it. I'll give the shout out to my wife. <laughs> Mine is the uh, padded, you know, inside the indoor that uh, somebody told me, somebody told me I need to hang up uh, bluebirds in my in my in my house. Yeah, um, it's like a memoriam tribute. Yeah, for today's absolute failure of a broadcast on my end. It's a lot better today. Like you sound a lot better. Yeah, not Mark says not too bad resolution, Corey. I mean, it was uh, yesterday. I think I got the spot. Yeah, yesterday was no quality, Corey. Today is uh, mid mid quality, Corey. 
I just want to point out, by the way, that Chris is wearing a uh, new, uh, uh, new York Mets T-shirt oh, because of it's his not New York team. Mets. It's the Forney Texas Forney Mets. Texas Mets, and then a Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers baseball cap. Well, Brooklyn Dodgers because you know, shout out to Jackie Robinson. Uh, oh, it's a phenomenal he, hat. Oh yeah, um, I don't have a Mets hat, so I, I, I'm not. I, I I talked about getting one just because my son plays for the Mets, but I have a hard time because I'm not a Mets fan. So. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. All, All right, right, Corey, what know? What, what's, the, what's the details? What what did uh, Jalen say and what did Matt Canada not say? Uh, they're going to fix things, and here's how they're going to fix them. They tweaked a little bit. They're <laughs> not going wholesale, right? Like, that's just hard to do at this point of the season. You can't wholesale sweep out the playbook and then put new stuff in and expect to run a completely 100% different offense. So what do you have yeah. to do? You have to pick and choose your battles as far as what you can adjust and where you can adjust them. And I think the biggest thing, like we talked about, you know, last week and even early this week before anybody was able to speak on the South side, I think the biggest thing that's going to come from the Steelers is pre-snap. And that's going to be alignment, personnel, and motion. Like those three things combined with the design plays and how, you know, the Steelers run them versus how they disguise them. Mm -hmm. I think those are going to be the biggest things. And that comes with the run game and the pass game. Now, like a lot for a lot of what we talked about, Chris, especially over the last few weeks about the passing game, the running game hasn't been great either. And, and I know a, a portion of that is because of the offensive line. And I already have the story published. It's on the top of the site um, at DKPittsburghSports.com for you to read. But the running game has to get going. And yeah. last year after the bye, Najee was one of the best running backs in football. Now, I know that a lot of that had to do with, number one, Jalen's emergence to take some of the weight off of him but also his foot healed. Don't forget, last year in training camp, he sustained that list, Frank, mm. and um, you know had, had to play with a plate no in his shoe for the first half of the season. No. Yeah. Now, he's healthy this year, obviously. They limited his work in training camp, but a lot more has been you know just the issue uh, along with the running backs. So I think what you're going to see with the Steelers, and this is just coming from Matt Canada and getting a read on what he said and a read on what they talked about working on, is mm-hmm. that they're going to do a lot of stuff as far as adjusting the personnel and the pre-snap and the motions. Yeah. I mean, that that's, I mean, and, and honestly, any, any kind of, any way that they can not telegraph what they're doing as often will, will do wonders for the running game. Even if it, you know, bumps it up, you know, a half a yard a carry, a yard per carry, whatever it is, uh, they need a, a, a jolt in production. Like they're not just, oh, they need, you know, an uptick. No, they need, they need a, they need a, a spark or three. Like they, they really need to be able to run the ball better. Uh, they're not averaging nearly enough a game. Uh, it's it's bad. And, and Joe uh, comes in and says, "This game is the problem, Chris. We either win with Canada or lose with Canada." Um, scheme is part of it. Like concepts are, are part of it, but a really big part of it really has been execution. It's not just the concepts. It's not just the scheme. Now, granted, I I am. I've been very vocal. I've been very critical of the concepts, very co- critical of the schemes. Um, the But there is just, there are times where outside zone works. Najee Harris is a good zone concept runner. He just is. And when the blocking's not there, it doesn't matter. It, it just, it does not matter what's called it. it just, if the blocking's not there, guys are getting pushed back at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, it's just, it's not working. You know, and, and they they need to execute better. You know, that doesn't mean that they're going to all of a sudden turn into a juggernaut if they execute better. Um, this offense does have a ceiling with 
the way it's constructed. However, they can be better than they are now. They absolutely can. It is very, very capable for this offense to be like it. I think if this offense performed the way it did in the second half of last year, where they're averaging 146 yards on the ground, this offense coupled with the defense's ability to just take over a game, it's a playoff team. It's not a Super Bowl contender, but it's a fringe playoff team, a, a team that can be the six or seven seed. Here's here's the problem I have with what the Steelers did in the first five games. It, we talk about all the success they had in the second half last year, which is true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it almost feels like they tried to take what they did last year and add to it instead of building from it, if that makes yeah. sense, if that yeah. wording makes sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking what worked out well in the second half of last year, which was a really good running game, and then you open up the opportunities for Kenny Pickett from there, they haven't done that. It's been the exact opposite, in fact. You know, they've come out throwing. You know, the joke about run, run, pass, punt, it really hasn't applied this year if you look at it. No. You know, it's and been a lot they, of – And when they have, it's been because they failed on pass, pass, pass. And so defenses are then anticipating the offense to try to reset itself by going run, run, pass. And yes. so then it fails. Yes. So basically what I'm saying is I, I think when when you look at last year's bye week, you know, and like the splits of first and second half being so night and day – and a lot of that was talked about today with Matt Canada and you could read it on the, on the site, but like a lot of that stuff that led to the success in the second half of last year can be applied here. It's just a matter of kind of going back to that and having that identity. Um, a real quick news note, James Daniels confirmed he's going to play Sunday, uh, of course, That's with the groin sign. injury. And and yep. I had to be the grown ass man that asked the other grown ass man. And I quote, how's your groin doing? So <laughs> reporters do make mistakes sometimes. Yes. The territory, reporters, reporters do make mistakes sometimes. Instead of saying, how was your injury? How was your leg? No. How is your groin doing? I asked another <laughs> grown man that. Uh, but yes, James Daniels uh, said he's going to play. So, you know, getting Deontay back, getting Fryermuth back, getting Anthony McFarland back, now getting James Daniels back. If you want to count it, getting Dan Moore back. So yeah, that's five yeah. starters that are coming back for this Steelers team. I know, Barbara, pause. I know. I, I, I didn't think. I just said, hey, man, if that's the injury. How's your injury? But I was maybe <laughs> a little too specific. <laughs> hey, I will say, I mean, Austin Powers, by the way, great name. Austin Powers says, thank the Lord James D is back. Listen, I I, I mean, yes, James Daniels is a, is a very, very good right guard, especially when he's when he's doing things right. But I want to say, you know, Nate Herbig did a pretty good, pretty good job while he was out, especially, you know, in in, in run blocking. So um, it's good to see that the Steelers have that kind of depth whenever guys go down. Are you not going to acknowledge them doing the Dr. Evil? You have to do, you have to do the, 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 you can't just be the finger. It's got to (laughs) be. I'm not doing the impression right now. We've had enough impressions over the last couple. We have of done weeks. a lot of impressions. We, we need to get back to football. I feel like my <laughs> Doctor Evil is actually is actually pretty good though. <laughs> yeah, I know Austin. It is it is kind of nuts that I asked that question, isn't it? Nicely done. Um, no, no, it wasn't Cam. It was James Daniels. Mark, I asked I asked James Daniels that question again. Sometimes, sometimes you just <laughs> ask really one million dollars. Exactly. Now I'm glad Stony Baloney picked up on the on the on the uh, thing there. So, all right. So I am on the south side, as you can tell. Um, for about another ten minutes, we'll hang out here. A quick reminder: if Chris hasn't mentioned it yet, uh, no Ramon Foster show today. Uh, oh, Ramon Ramon has an Ramon has an obligation. Um, so DK and Ramon will be back tomorrow, as far as uh, as far as we're concerned. But no Ramon Foster show at uh, at four o'clock. All right. Let's talk real quick about the defense because I did uh, spend some time. Yep. 
you know, with Terrell Austin. And uh, real quick, Randy brings up Darius Rush uh, talking about the the rookie. And this is a rookie that, you know, was practice squad. He was with the Colts. I think it was the Chiefs as well. Um, mm. A lot of good marks coming out of him when he was, uh, you know, at the Senior Bowl and, you know, coming out of the draft and mm-hmm. really good size. I believe he's about 6'1", 230, like really good size. Not 230, maybe like 220, but good size for rookie. And I think it's interesting that the Steelers like found another rookie press corner, like at the cost of nothing, they got rid of Desmond King for him who wasn't playing anyway. Um, so now it's, it's Joey Porter, Corey Trice and Darius rush. These three rookie press corners, really athletic corners. I think that's an interesting ad from the Steelers before we get into Terrell Austin, Chris. Yeah, no, I I mean, it is. And and listen, you know, if the, if the Steelers can get to the point where, <clears throat> their cornerbacks on the outside can line up and press coverage a little bit more often. It really does. Um, it helps out the middle of the defense um, because then they're able to um, their, their responsibilities get a, get a little bit uh, easier for sure. Uh, you, you know, I mean, obviously corners don't run man coverage every single snap, you know, it depends on the defense that's called, but uh, if these are guys that can, <clears throat> you know, line up right on guys and, and press them and, you know, more often than not, you know, make them uncomfortable, throw the timing off and everything like that. And the Steelers want to run more man concepts, then that gives them, you know, more and more options, especially. And it makes things easier for the off ball linebackers, too. Oh, it certainly does. Now, this defense, you know, for all of the struggles the offense has had, the defense has struggled as well. And particularly with stopping the run. I want to put a caveat on that, too, to say a lot of the yards that the Steelers gave up have become, have come on spot uh, on splash plays. And particularly the two were the McCaffrey run and the Jerome Ford run in the first couple of games of the season. If you remember the Steelers limited Josh Jacobs relatively well, they limited Damian Pierce and uh, Devin Singletary relatively well against the Texans last week against the Ravens. Yeah. I know justice Hill had a touchdown, but Gus Edwards was a non-factor and they always own Lamar Jackson. Let's put it that way. So I think that over the last few games, we've seen improvements with the tackling and improvements with the run defense, but there's no question that, and especially on the past defense as well, we talked about that ad nauseum. Like there's things to clean up on this defense, and this is going to be a tough task because the Rams are down to their third string running back, a rookie, Zach Evans. No Kyron Williams, no Ronnie Rivers this week. They're both you know injured. Uh, Rivers is on IR, and then Williams is is not really practicing this week. So mm-hmm. – it's going to be interesting to see what the Rams do from an offensive standpoint because this could be a game where Stafford lets it fly 50 times and they don't really think twice about it, and this is a Sean McVay special. So I think the Steelers' defense is a really tough challenge against it uh, this week. Yeah. Um, Rick says here the Steelers are seemingly very up for bringing in project guys with high if unlikely ceilings. I think that actually has kind of changed a little bit because especially when, when looking at cornerbacks, um, like I look at Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice, and even Darius Rush coming in. I think guys who have who whose strengths are press coverage are a little bit easier to coach. Um, in terms of let's see, let's try to find the right way to word this so I don't sound like an idiot. Um, when they're when their game is already kind of default to being aggressive, you can always dial that back a little bit. You can always coach them to 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 just kind of bring it back a little bit. 
it's a lot a lot harder to go the other way with that when guys tend to be a little bit more passive a little bit more conservative and trying to tell them to to be more aggressive and it's not like in their nature to play that way it's not as easy to get them to go go forward you know it's 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 easier to kind of bring the guy you know to to you know bring them back a little bit um and so i think when you have press guys like that they have a good base and a good floor for what they can build their game off of um, mm-hmm. especially because if they're already good in press coverage, it usually means they're already, their footwork is usually already pretty good. They're usually pretty decent in terms of what, you know, how they turn their, you know, throw their hips around and things like that. Um, it's, it's teaching all the other little minutia of the position. So I actually think it's, this is a little bit more of going with the floor, like a, a good high floor. And then if they happen to hit their ceiling, it, the Steelers have struck gold. A couple of quick quick hits here. Steeler Girl asks, what's the mood in the locker room? I think it's pretty good, to be honest with you. And I think a part of that is just because they're ready to play a damn football game. They're tired of <laughs> sitting around and watching film and doing nothing and hitting each other and all this yeah. other stuff. Like they had a padded practice yesterday, um, using one of those up. Those padded practices. Big change. It's going to fix change. it. It's going to fix right. it. Right. Um, I, th- I honestly, I think they're just ready to go. Like yeah. they're just ready to play football. They're they're done with the bye week shenanigans. They're done with watching tape. Like I think they're like in a, they're loose now. They're in a pretty good mood. They're ready to play. They're excited about getting a lot of injured guys back. Um, which That's brings up. me to uh, real quick, what B Phil asks: uh, When does hmm. Deontay officially come off of IR, or has he already? He has not yet. The Steelers have until Saturday to to get him off of injured reserve, and then. Of course, they'll have to make a roster move from there. And the same goes for Anthony McFarland. They opened the 21-day window on Monday for them to practice, and they have been back to practice. Yeah. Um, but they have not officially been uh, taken, to the, yeah, right, taken off of injured yeah, taken off of injured yeah. reserve quite yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh the yeah, they would have yeah, and Saturday would be the day. There's a deadline. I don't remember the exact time, but there's a deadline on Saturday where if they're not activated by then, then they can't play on Sunday. Um, it doesn't mean that they, you know, they still are in that 21 day window. It just means that if they aren't activated by that time on Saturday, they just won't be playing Sunday. James, you're close. It's easier to say whoa than sick them. That's the <laughs> very close on that, but I, I appreciate the effort. I'll give you a B plus for the effort. Um, a lot of talk today and yesterday for that matter, of course, rightfully so goes to Aaron Donald, um, at least from within and every Steelers offensive player we've talked to has basically said, Donald's still that dude. He has not slowed down. This is the same Hall of Fame three-time defensive player of the year in Aaron Donald. And he's unquestionably going to be the key for the Steelers offense to, you know, try to contain him in some fashion. And I just think that's fascinating that, you know, um, numbers-wise, production-wise, maybe he's quote-unquote slowed down a little bit. But the respect that Aaron Donald still has in the NFL is still really impressive. Um, Najee said he's the guy. Jalen Warren said he's the guy. Mason Cole, James Daniels, all of these guys are like, we have to at all times. Mike Tomlin said it. Terrell Austin said it. At all times, have to put a body, put two bodies on. Sometimes on ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, he's he's a freak, man. I just the the little bit of film that I watched on on the Rams uh, putting together the the preview that I have on the site. He's he's a freak. He's still a freak. Um, this is this is not this is a and this is a different challenge than what the what the Steelers saw with like Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett and uh, you know Max Crosby and those guys because those guys are on the edge. You know Aaron Donald is gonna he's gonna beat him up up the up the middle. Um, and so that's why you know I, I think 
in terms of what the Steelers want to do and what they typically do in terms of running the football. This actually is a better matchup because you can run to the outside. Now, part of outside, part of blocking schemes in terms of outside zone, you have to be able to block up the middle too, because you have to be able to give Najee time to get to that, to get off tackle. <laughs> and so blocking Aaron Donald is not going to be easy. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult uh, mm-hmm. for sure, but they, they've got to figure out a way to get the running game going and, Listen, Aaron Donald, uh, even being there, the Rams defense still ranks 22nd against the run. This is not a team that's shutting down the run right now. This it, this is a defense that can be run on. So are, are the adjustments the Steelers making going to pay off this Sunday? He is a Pittsburgh guy, Mark. That's right. I don't know if this makes it more personal for him. He hasn't faced the Steelers in quite some time. I don't think it's been... It's been what since like 2018, 2019? Probably be 2019, probably. In that, I don't in that think, realm? Yeah, because I mean, they just went to the 17 game schedule, what, last year or the year before? I don't remember what year they, they went to the 17 game schedule. And so that's whenever they added the fifth uh, non conference game. So yeah, the last, and I don't think they played the Rams in one of, in, in one of those. The Eagles, sense. the Eagles was, uh, yeah, the Eagles was the, the fifth game last year. So. Yeah, would be 2019 then. Let's let's bring this up from Jerry's our final point, I, and I like this one a lot. Um, well, actually, real quick because uh, James just popped this. It is more the starter for sure. Um, nothing's really for sure, but I would say we're leading closer to yes than a no. According to the depth Daniels chart, starting. Uh, James Daniels or Dan Moore? I'm sorry, Dan Moore. Did I say James Daniels? Yeah. I meant Dan. Yeah. Well, Dan, James Daniels is going to play according to him. Uh, yeah. But Dan Moore, I, I do believe, will be the left tackle on Sunday. All indications are pointing that he'll be healthy enough. And if we're based on Mike Tomlin, uh, what he said on Tuesday, then Dan Moore is all likelihood going to be the left tackle. Sorry to report that, but that's just how they're how they're going with it. We'll see. We'll um, see. Okay, the final point from Jerry here. I see the Rams getting rid of the ball quick. This is going to be imperative for Los Angeles, I think, on Sunday because, again, they're down to their third-string running back. He's a rookie six-round pick. I don't know how much they're going to lean on him to run the football. So with that said, they like having these quick hit patterns for Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and even Tyler Higby. I think Tyler Higby being used in pre-motion and kind of being used everywhere on the field is a mm-hmm. really underrated thing. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Rams exactly do from an offensive standpoint because you can get the same effect from a running play that if you want to get it on a short pass play, you can get that same effect that you would get on a running play. It's just, it has to come from Matt Stafford's arm and you risk, you know, interception, PBU, whatever it is. So I think that's pretty interesting that, um, you know, the Rams are out to starting running backs essentially, and probably have to get creative with how they're going to attack the Steelers. Yeah. It it is going to be difficult for the Rams too, because, you know, whenever they're down, I mean, they traded cam Akers, you know, and now both of the running backs that were taking over the running game are both going to be out. So that's obviously not good for them. They, they're going to have to, it's going to be a patchwork at the running back position for them. And so um, now lifted ones prediction day is tomorrow. I mean, you know what, Corey, you're not going to be here tomorrow. So if you want to give us your prediction, if you're still there, looks like you're frozen. Oh no. (laughs) Did Corey, did Corey fall out, dude? This is hilarious. Yeah, I think Corey's gone. That's funny. Right when we're, I was going to try to get his prediction. Corey's gone. Yeah. Frozen like Elsa. Yep. Sure is. Could just let it go, but I don't know. Pun. 
Um, Naga Hill Mike saying 1713. Uh, my um, frozen rest, <laughs> There's Corey, we dude. You froze. So well, we you did froze. so well. We did so well for like 12 minutes there. Okay, um, before you freeze for another 35 million seconds, um, give us your prediction since you won't be here tomorrow. What's your prediction for 23 20? No way. Literally goes 23-20. And um, yeah, Joe, the reason why the internet connection is so bad is because the internet on the south side is awful. Awful. This is what the media has to deal with whenever we're trying to cover the Steelers on the south side. By the way, I do know Corey's prediction because he sent it to me earlier today because I put together the staff picks for the for the website. He predicted 23-20 Rams. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you're not alone. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> this is amazing. All right. Well, I think that's about the time that we need to go and wrap this up. So, yeah, Corey... Um, <laughs> there's Corey right there 2320 rams you'll see a one uh y on the site oh man that's awesome that's just so good all right well everybody appreciate you guys joining uh for today uh dude i because i was laughing so hard that's that's why uh, my face turned really really red i mean that was that was really really funny. I mean, the timing could not have been any better in terms of when the internet cuts off. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys are coming up with all the all the all the great all the great nicknames for Corey. Man, he's not going to have enough uh, enough nicknames. Um, <laughs> I will give. Uh, hey, hey, there ain't no ginger here, man. No ginger. <laughs> All right. Well, I will be uh, I will be here solo tomorrow. You guys are the co-hosts tomorrow. So come come here. Be ready to be given your questions, your comments. Do everything you can. Let's talk. Let's talk Steelers football. I want to talk to you guys. Um, it's going to be a football Friday. I will give my prediction. Uh, I have AT&T fiber Internet with like 500 megabit speeds and everything like that so if i cut out i have no it's because somebody cut it so hey uh we we unless today's web uh, today's uh um video gets like i think it's like seven thousand likes or something or seven thousand views or something like that no tony romo is not going to be happening tomorrow i might give you guys a couple of uh a couple of nuggets here and there but not the entire show <laughs> all right guys i'm gonna wrap this up uh, thank you guys for joining today. Uh, Corey, uh, obviously, I'm going to sign off for him, too. Um, a lot better today than it was, but the internet failing at the perfect time at the end was just too good. So, all right. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>